Hey, Mike. How you doing today? Hey, Tom. I'm doing pretty well, man. How are you? Doing great. I'm on the trail today, so forgive any background noises you might hear. Sure. Like if we hear you running or something, you might be being chased by a cougar or a bear or something. Right? That's quite possible, or at least a coyote. Yeah, it's indeed possible. <laughs> yeah, call 911 if you hear screams. Exactly. Great, man. Beautiful day, though. So, hey, man, we were talking recently about, well, even in our last podcast, we were talking about the one thing and mm -hmm. relating that to, you know, your calling, your purpose, your deep why, all essentially words for the same thing. But the idea being that each and every one of us, no matter who you are, wherever you are on the planet, you have a purpose, right? Mm -hmm. And whether or not you know what it is, even if you feel like you have no clue what it is, you still have a purpose and it's a big deal. And it's incredibly important to be clarity on that. So if you don't have it now, it's really an incredibly worthwhile endeavor. In fact, I can't think of a more worthwhile endeavor than to seek our purpose and move into it, right? To, to answer that calling. And we were talking last time about how it's actually really practical, right? It sounds very idealistic and philosophical and all that, but it can be super practical, this one thing you must do. Mm -hmm. And so I thought it might be good to talk a bit more about the practicality of it. Because it's so easy to get lost in the, oh, yeah, that sounds great, but I don't have time for that. I got a job to do. Or, you know, oh, that's right. wonderful for you people who can afford to do that. But some of us just got to work. And it's not like that. And so exactly. I think the more we can talk about the practicality, the better. So what do you think? No, you're exactly right. The thing that, that came to mind to me last week, and I didn't mention it, and, and I got to mention it, even though it's, it's kind of an aside, but it's absolutely applicable. And this is just my belief, and some of you will share this, and some of you may not, but I believe that everything that we see here today is here for a reason. This is very, very practical. <laughs> Look at the phone that you are using to listen to this, or the, the, the tablet or the computer. Look at the chair you're sitting on, the house you're living in, the car you drive. Mm -hmm. it's, yeah. it's all here because someone foresaw a need for it. Someone said, hey, wouldn't it be great if we, or we really need this? And so it was someone's thought, someone's desire, it met a need. And so that person or those people set about to create all of the things that you and I see and have and use right now. Nothing's here by mistake. And so I actually believe that you and I are here with all of our interests and desires and uh, goals and experiences and even uh, the negative experiences and all of our faults. We're all here for a reason or else we wouldn't be here. Like if there weren't a reason for us to be here, we wouldn't be here. <laughs> it's, just, it's just that clear. Mm -hmm. You're here to, to serve a purpose and a part of that purpose, a part of that purpose is for you to make this world a better place, having had you in it, to make this world a better place for other people and to make it an enjoyable place for you as well. So I truly believe that. And some people are not going to believe that. And that's okay. But I think that it, that it just kind of makes sense. 
I so agree. And actually, I think they kind of do need to believe that, honestly. I think, mm-hmm. I think if you're going to believe, I mean, you don't have to, like you said, but if you're going to believe you have a deep purpose, right? In other words, more than whatever you got up for today, mm-hmm. you know, like if the, if the extent of your purpose is, well, I had to work because I had to make money because I had to take care of the family, which, by the way, is an awesome purpose, right? Mm-hmm. But if exactly. that's the extent of it, then there's something more for you. Now, you don't have to believe that. Exactly. But ask yourself the question. Do you want to go through every single day wondering, why do I have to keep getting up and keep doing this? <laughs> that's right. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, you know, if you're treadmill. perfectly happy with that, yeah, exactly. Now, if you're perfectly <laughs> happy with that, that's awesome, right? Right. But most people don't. I mean, right, there's a reason why people complain. And so I think it is important ultimately to realize if you want to have that rich purpose, if you want to believe that there's something bigger for you, mm-hmm. then you kind of got to believe there's a reason you're here. <laughs> it mm-hmm. goes together, right? But I do I really appreciate that you said that because that's so true. And sometimes that just kind of sheds some light on the fact that we all – look at these things differently, right? And I love that, right. you know, what I'm getting from what part of we, partly from what you said is, you know, some people might not think about their purpose or, or their vision. I talk a lot about vision. It's like, what the heck is that, right? I can see, <laughs> right? No, that's mm-hmm. not what we're talking about. We're talking about, you know, a life you live into that is purposeful, right? But that may not, may or may not resonate, but it might resonate to feel like, hey, there's a reason for me to be here, right? Mm-hmm. I have meaning, so that's really another meaning. way of saying, right, to say that I have meaning, that like in your world, my voice needs to be heard, right? Mm-hmm. I say your world. I'm only talking because you work with people with their speech, but we're really mm-hmm. talking about everybody, right? Everyone deserves exactly. to be loved, seen, heard. And all of those qualities are ways of saying you have purpose. Exactly. There's a vision for you. Right, for you to step into. I believe we distill it into this notion of one thing. That's really a tool of making it easier to move into our purpose, right? Because if we see it as everything, it can be really difficult (laughs) to figure out. (laughs) It can be, yeah, it can be distressing, distracting, disruptive, frustrating, right? Because you're like, oh my God, you know, all these different things. But if you but if you think, wow, okay, what's what's the one thing I'm called to do? And that that one thing, maybe a little more global, but if you keep breaking it down, what you'll come to is something that you're called to do in this moment, in this time, which could be for you know, a decade, it could be for a couple of years, it could be for a month, it could be for the rest of your life, right? And we talked about this word vocation, vocation, like this is what you're working in, the area that you're working in, your career. And we talked about how that word vocation comes from the uh, Latin word vocare, which means to call. So it's like your, what's your calling to your vocation is, in fact, your calling. We keep breaking that down and we can break it all the way down to uh, if we're talking about someone that's not real clear about what they're called to do, it can be like, okay, what is the one thing I need to start doing right now today to help me get clear 
on my calling. And then we talked about why it's important to kind of know what your calling is. Well, one of the reasons is in times of uncertainty, when you know what you're called to do, you're going to be a lot more stable. You're going to be able to pivot a lot more easily. You're going to have a lot more confidence. You're going to feel a lot better when you know what you're called to do, right? It's just, you're just going to be not feeling as hopeless and helpless and victimized when you know what you're called to do despite the circumstances. So that's why on a very practical micro level, it's important <laughs> to spend some time like breaking this thing down. Like, okay, great. What is the one thing I need to be focused on right now? What do you think about that? Yeah, I couldn't agree more. And I just want to add, and I think you were pointing to this, but just to make sure it's clear mm -hmm. that even if you aren't clear yet on your calling, mm -hmm. right, on your purpose, then the one thing is still every bit as applicable because you can mm -hmm. be aiming toward that, right? And you might say, well, what does that mean? Like, what, how do I aim toward something if I don't know what it is or where it is? Mm -hmm. Well, right. there's plenty of clues in your life. Right. And that might, this might be something we, we can talk more about in future podcasts as well, because, you know, on one level, I don't know everyone we're talking to, obviously. Right. And so each individual who's listening to this, you'll have your own clues, right? Your own clues as to what your calling is, your purpose is. There's going to be many of you listening who are clear on it already and you're acting on it. There's going to be many who are already clear, but maybe not acting on it so much. I mean, you and I mm -hmm. both, Michael, know people, including ourselves, who have known it and not always acted on it, right? Right, exactly. and because other things get in the way. And this is partly a big part of what you're talking about, where now we're firm in it enough that in this time, for example, of uncertainty and other times of crises, it might be more personal, we're able to really lean on it, really, right? really ground ourselves in that purpose. Right. Yeah. So, but even if you don't have it clear, just trusting, right? So just trusting that you have that purpose, asking yourself the question, just simply asking the question, what is my purpose? What is meaningful to me? Right. Try a lot of different terms because there might be certain terms that are more resonant for you. What is purposeful mm -hmm. to me? What is meaningful to me? What do I love to do? What do I mm. enjoy? What is my passion, right? Wait, what, so, you know, so, <laughs> hold on. So I've got, I've got to jump because, <laughs> because, wait, so let me just jump in because <laughs> this is something that I've been working on literally for a decade or two, like probably a couple of decades now. And, you, and I remember you and I talked about this when you were visiting me and we were taking a walk in Apollo Beach. And it's this little acronym or acrostic that I use that I taught to some of my students when I was a professor, and it's called MAP IT. You can forget the IT part, you know, right now, but MAP. And you're, you're mm -hmm. actually going through some of the stuff. So I'm, I'm going to really, really quickly say this, and then you can jump back in. But MAP IT is a way to, to literally help you get clarity on what you're supposed to be doing. So the M stands for meaningful, right? What is meaningful or what has meaning, purpose, for me, but not just for me, but for other people, 
So if it's meaningful for me, but it's not meaningful for anybody else, then it may not be something that's very useful in the marketplace. So that's why we you need to look at what's meaningful for me or to me and what's meaningful to other people. It's what's important, what's what's really important for them. So meaningful is very important. The A in MAP stands for ability. This is where you look at your experiences, you look at your current abilities. What am I able to do? What have I been able to do? What have other people said? Man, you're really good at you're really good at talking to people, at explaining things. You're really good at counseling people. You're really good at math. You're really good at computers. Whatever it is, it doesn't matter, right? But you're really good at this. Now, so this is something that you have right now. But then there's also acquired abilities things that you may not know you're able to do, but if you actually learn them or you're trained in them, you'd be, a, you'd be a genius, you'd be an expert at it. So there's your current abilities, your innate abilities, and then there's your acquired abilities, but that's ability, you can do it. If it's something you can't do, it's probably not gonna be a part of your purpose, probably not. And then the P, you mentioned passion. So. Think of this like a checklist. You could check off meaning. Okay, this is something that's meaningful to me. It's important to me. It's meaningful to other people. It's something I'm able to do and or that I can develop the skill and ability. But now you got to check off the passion box because there's stuff that's meaningful to you and other people. It's stuff that you can do. But if you're not passionate, you're going to quit. You're going to give up. And you and I both know stuff that we could check the first two boxes, but we weren't passionate mm -hmm. about it, and we gave up on it. So you gotta be able to check minimally all three boxes. Hey, I'm passionate about this, and the passion is what you said to me a couple of years ago, and we talked about this, this is the thing I must do. Like, you'll mm -hmm. just do it anyway, I'm passionate about it. When you can check all three of those boxes, and that, man, then you're gonna be you're going to be a lot more clear about what your calling is and what you're supposed to be uh, doing. I love it. Beautiful. You know, and it's funny. I actually have a acronym MAP2, and I didn't think about it until now, and you just relayed what you did, which is beautiful, well-articulated. It's, it's wonderful, and I love that image of a MAP. I mean, going back to vision real quick, when you mm -hmm. use MAP the way you just did, you can mm -hmm. imagine an amazing vision for yourself, right? Plug all those exactly. things in as your coordinates on that map of your life. But another thing that came up for me, which I'm realizing is actually very related, that I use, that I use the word map for often, is magnificent arrival practices. Now that sounds mm -hmm. <laughs> maybe out there, but <laughs> just real quickly, here's what that can yeah. mean for you. And here's why I use, why MAP relates to that. I believe we all have magnificence. And the reason I believe that is because we're all created in the image of God. And it doesn't matter. You don't have to be religious to believe this. You can call it source, universe, whatever. Whatever resonates for you. It's pretty much what we were just talking about. We all have a meaning on this planet. And when we say we all have meaning, we all have purpose, is one thing each of us must do. In no way whatsoever are we suggesting that there's some hierarchy, like one person's meaning is better than somebody else's, or any of that mm -hmm. nonsense. 
right? Mm -hmm. That's absurd. That's a construct of humanity. Each and every one of us is magnificent in our own being. So just hold on to that for a moment. Mm -hmm. And then the next uh, letter in the acronym is A, arrival. Magnificent arrival. So when we, what happens is even though we're magnificent, how many of us think about that on a regular basis? And now we all know people who act like they think they're magnificent all the time. And that's kind of not what I'm talking about. <laughs> right? Those are the people who, of course, they're magnificent like everybody else. But unfortunately, they've decided it's it, to make it an egotistical thing. They've decided that their magnificence is better than anybody else's, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Right. So when I talk about arrival, I'm talking about the rest of us who forget if we ever even thought before that we were magnificent. We forget it. And so we need literally, quite literally, to arrive again and again and again at our magnificence, at our realization of our magnificence. And then the last yeah. piece, the P, right, the P in the map is practices. Because we will not, we will not continually arrive at this concept of magnificence if we don't have clear practices that lead us there. It just right. won't happen. Right? So unless right. we've been doing it, I mean, so even if we've been doing it since a child, like, so for those of you on the call who are listening to this podcast, just to say, who are you're on the call, hey, what are you doing here? <laughs> you know, how did you get on this call? <laughs> how did you you're get welcome. on this call, actually? <laughs> you're welcome, you're by the, the way. But, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, speak up if you are. <laughs> so for those of you listening, right, some of you probably do have this sense of, even if you didn't use that word, magnificent, you probably do have a, a sense that might be a little stronger than others of, yeah, I, I always have kind of known that there's this magnificence. There's this, there's this something divine about me. Not, mm -hmm. as in, not in an egotistical way, but because I get it that I'm, I'm, you know, I'm special like everybody else. I'm special. I'm on this planet, right? I wasn't put mm -hmm. here for no reason. Exactly. But for most of yeah. us, <laughs> most of us, we forget. We forget frequently. And so if you think of that, magnificent arrival practices, and you engage practices, many of which are the things we're talking about, Mike and I are talking about, you can find yourself again and again on this map where you are the magnificence you're here to be. And another way to say that is you are engaged in that one thing you must do. Because mm -hmm. if you're engaged in that one thing you must do, you're basically, you're kind of, it's another way of saying you're expressing your magnificence through your actions. So I want you to hold this, if you would, and kind of play with this in your mind and, and realize that this is not an egotistical thing I'm talking about, because I know it can sound that way. But I want you to play with it, turn it around in your mind, ask yourself the question, am I magnificent? See how you respond to that and allow yourself to realize the truth of it and see that map. You can combine the map that, that Michael just laid out, the map that I have, and find the way to your one thing you must do, which is going to demonstrate that you keep arriving at your magnificence. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Now let's, let's take that and bring it down to uh, the thing that you said practices. So I believe that most things come down to practices to habit habit right if, if you do something over and over it's a pattern that's 
the definition of it. If you do it over and over and it's kind of automatic, it's a pattern, it's a habit. And so our practices are habits that we have, that we've developed, that hopefully are taking us to the places that we want to go that are, you know, developing the, the characters and so, you know, relationships and things that we want to have. So let's break allow me down to make to, a Allow me to make a quick, just to really, and I know you intend this, but allow me to make a quick correction. Sure, just, the practices, I know you mean this, I just want to make sure people hear it clearly. Practices are not necessarily habits. Practices are what lead us to habits, right? Practices don't need to be a habit. In fact, oftentimes practices, we have to do the practice over and over and over so that we get the habit. The habit is what happens, right? The habit or the pattern is what comes out of the practice, good or bad, by the way. It could be, right? It could go either way. I'm glad that you distinguished that because I see what you're saying. Sometimes we use the word practice in a couple of different ways and they're related. Uh, some people, we use the word practice as something that you do on a regular basis. Some, like it's the practice of prayer, right? And if you do that every day and you do it automatically, it is a habit. However, I actually use practices in the sense of something that leads to a habit, exactly as you said, <laughs> right? So it right. can be used in different ways. Right, exactly. So we can see it in different ways, and I'm glad that I'm gl glad that you pointed that out because, yeah, I often do use the word practice as something that you do to create or lead to a habit, and it's not a habit yet. But sometimes people use the word practice as something that you do that is a habit. You're saying it's not necessarily It's not necessarily a habit. Yeah. Right. Um, so now I lost my train of thought. <laughs> and I, think, I think where we were going is what is it that we need to be doing each and every day, moment, moment by moment, to help us get to that point where we're clear about our calling? Like I know that's, that's what we were talking about in this whole entire podcast is how can we make this practical? How could we bring this down to what can I do? every single day and that and that's where the word mm -hmm. practice is coming so what can you do so if you're not real clear and you kind of laid this out because you said okay there's some people that are not real clear there's some people who are clear and and not implementing so let's talk about those who maybe not are not real clear what can you do like what's the one thing that you can do i'm i'm just going to share my own experiences when i wasn't real clear i mean you know, I had an idea of what I was called to do, but I wasn't real clear. The one thing that was the most important thing that I could do was to actually get out and research. So I got books, I got audios, I webinars, whatever it is that you need to do to get the information to try to figure out what is it that I'm called to do? Sometimes it was looking more internally. Sometimes it was getting feedback from other people. Hey, what is it that you think I do very well? What is it? That, right, so I was asking other people. I was looking inside. I was praying. I was meditating. I was reading. So the one thing that I could do was to focus on getting clear on what I was called to do. Like that was my, because I knew that once <laughs> I got clear, once I got clear, a lot of other stuff 
would fall into place. A lot of other stuff would become much easier. And how does that relate to now? Well, now I'm pretty clear. And so when this COVID thing happened, I just simply pivoted a little bit. I say, I know what I'm called to do. I just need to pivot a little and just, I need to figure out how can I serve people? How can I serve people in a different way? It wasn't like, oh my God, what do I need to do? Uh, there's no income coming in. I need to shift over to this. Or no, no, I can't do that. What about this over here? And it's like, no, I know what I need to do. I just need to pivot a little bit, right? And I know that I'm called to do this. So I'm going to look at what's happening right now as some kind of a benefit or advantage or a wake-up call and say, hey, maybe it's time for you to look at how you're serving people in a different way to serve people at a higher level. So, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, absolutely. The um, I think of practices, and honestly, I'm not sure how much I thought about this before, before we started talking about this, um, how much practices directly relates to practical. Obviously, they come out of the same root, <laughs> right? Mm -hmm. um, and obviously, and it's also obvious, as I think about it now, that anything that's practical probably requires practices. And I've got to think that through, but it probably does. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know, right? When we think of, what do we mean by practical? So for me, practical means it's accessible, right? It's clear, which can be, can be more or less the same thing, but it's clear, right? You can't, I can't imagine anything that's really practical in our lives that's not clear what it is. Otherwise, how would we even know that's practical, right? So it's clear, it's accessible, right? Meaning, meaning it's something we can, we, we pretty much know we can do or have done, et cetera, right? We have a confidence about it, right? for it to be practical. I'm suggesting these things are true. There might be other things are true that are true about this. But I think certainly when we take this idea, we take the idea of practical meaning, hey, I can do it. It's clear what it is. It's accessible to me, right? Like I can do it now, or even if it's gonna take a while, I can, I get what it is. So it's okay, right, that it takes a while because I can start moving on it, right? So, I think it's very important for us to ask ourselves what's practical for me and how does that relate to my purpose or my pursuit or uh, I'm going to change that word because I'm not chasing it. My, um, my awareness, my awakening to my purpose, right? If, if I'm not already clear and how does it also address what's really important to me right now? Cause those things could be different, right? Like, for example, and this is part of where we get hung up. We've talked about this before, how even if we're clear on our purpose, many of us, far too many of us, don't really invest the time that purpose is calling us to invest because we simply aren't clear about how to make that purpose practical. And therefore, we choose something else that we don't necessarily want to be doing, or even if we like it okay, it's certainly not as empowering as our purpose, but we do it anyway. Right. And that's what we usually call the J-O-B, <laughs> right? the job that we got to take because we need the money, but it's not, a, it's not, we're not passionate about it. It's not our purpose, et cetera. So this is where it gets really important to ask yourself some questions so that you don't make this extreme choice of either I'm clear on my purpose and I go for it hundred percent 
or regardless of how clear I am on my purpose, I can't do anything about it until, you know, until I clearly see a way to make money because that's a, that's a false choice. And part of what you're pointing to, Michael, is the fact that we, the more we can step into our purpose, believing that it's there, whether or not, whether we see it or not, and even if we're clear about it, stepping into it, believing there are practical ways to, to make it show up in our lives and to help our current situation. So let me give you, let me see if I can find an uh, actual example of that right now. So for myself, so actually right now, maybe you can hear the birds singing around me. I'm outside, <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. There's also some traffic down the road, but right where I'm in this beautiful spot. Now, okay, so, so what does that have to do with my purpose? You know, Michael, that this has a lot to do with my purpose. I'm sitting on a beautiful stone in nature. There's a beautiful redwood tree right here. There's ferns and, and woods all around me. This kind of space that I call a sacred space nurtures me and nurtures my purpose just to be here, just to be in this place. It's a place mm-hmm. where I find creativity, right? Now, it's practical. So that's so it, 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 it relates to my purpose 100% from my perspective. Other people might not see that, but I can see it very clearly now it's practical one because hey we're able to be on this call together even though i'm here Mm -hmm. and i'm hoping Mm -hmm. that well number one i whether people realize it or not i'm more creative in this space so if i'm Mm -hmm. if i'm in a space Mm -hmm. that's say for example opposite this with it's not Mm -hmm. it doesn't charge me up i'm just not going to be as present it's just i Mm -hmm. I wish that wasn't true but it is Mm -hmm. i'm hoping that you can hear the birds and that that livens things up a little bit and adds a little texture but it's pra- so it's practical because we can talk. It's also practical because I'm I'm actually doing it. It's right when I say that being in nature and walking my why is important to me. I'm mm-hmm. actually serious about it, and so when I do it, it becomes immediately practical. And this is something that's super important because we don't see whatever our, we see as our purpose. If we don't see the actual the actualization of the purpose as being practical, we'll probably never do it. Now, if it's necessary that you that you get income, I get that too. So again, mm-hmm. using myself as an example, this is how I get my income. My income, you know, I'm I'm a transformational coach, right? I call it a life purpose guide or a wise mm-hmm. guide, W H Y S guide. So it's and you are a wise people. guy. <laughs> I am a wise guy. But, but, you know, it's coaching people around their purpose. That's the way I make my living. So it's all very practical. So we're at about 32 minutes. Let me just say a couple of things, and then you can respond, and then we can probably wrap up if we want to. But what some of you may not know is that you and I have been friends for <laughs> for several years now, actually. And we're accountability partners, um, and we give each other permission to coach each other and hold each other accountable. And for many years, you know, you've coached me. And the reason that you've been able to do that is because you've been able to be in spaces where you've been creative enough to do that. And so, and you're coaching. I mean, I remember one summer where your coaching, like, literally helped me make tens of thousands of dollars. So it's that is very practical people if you're listening to this and you're wondering well how is this practical it's transformational coach and uh, <laughs> well no actually it's coaching 
helped me <laughs> make because I was just you know we had just moved to California. Um, it was, I love Cal. I, mean, I absolutely love California. I would love to come back over there, but we we moved back to Florida for various reasons, and things were really slow. And you and I did some coaching together, and it helped me get my business back on track and earn tens of thousands of dollars. So that's financial. That's very very practical. I think in our next podcast, we can talk about some things that you just mentioned. You know, you're in a situation where you need to make money now. You need to earn a living. You need to you know, reposition yourself. How can this whole thing that we're talking about, calling and clarity and walking you out, how can that be very practical? I think we can continue that conversation with some examples in our next podcast. But but I can attest to the fact that Tom has helped, that you, Tom, have helped me get clear, stay clear, be accountable to staying on track to my calling, right, <laughs> what I'm called to do, and that that's always helped me earn more and serve more, serve more and earn more, <laughs> right? So, yeah, I just wanted to say that, that, that it's very, very practical. I appreciate that, Mike. I didn't even ask you to do that. <laughs> I appreciate that. And it's very kind of you. And it's, and it's, it's true. It, it goes both ways. Like you said, we, we really have evolved into And it wasn't intended that way, right? We just kind of evolved mm. into this relationship where we just support each other a lot. And mm. so I really appreciate that. You do the same for me. It's awesome. I really wouldn't trade it for anything in the world. And also remind me, I don't want to go into it now, but remind me, because I agree with you, we need, there's so much more we can talk about this in terms of making your purpose practical. I think it's very important. Ooh, that's good. Making and remind me to, <laughs> yeah, making your, right? make, I can't say that's, it though. It's difficult true. to say, make your purpose practical. practical Darn it, it's hard yeah. to say. <laughs> but, uh, but remind me to um, presence the other work that I've been engaged in because I've got some practical examples that, you know, that are very different from coaching that might apply to some folks out there. Okay. So, Sounds good. All great right. talking with you, brother. I hope this has been helpful for folks. Yep. Yeah, I, I think it's it's helpful for us because we talk about stuff okay. and we go deep into things and talk about things that that help us on the call and hopefully it's helping those of you that are listening. <laughs> right? I hope so too, yeah. And actually, one, one more quick thing because you just said what you just said, and you mentioned something earlier about how to do with your map, right? About being, about what we can do ourselves and also what we can do for you know, making sure that it's of value to others. And I just want to point out that, and I think you'd agree with this, that the truth is if, if it's something that's of value to us, if there's something that, that we're really passionate about, that we really love, that's really important to us, you can count on, the, there will be people who will resonate with that. It just it becomes yeah. a, a question of marketing if you want to turn it into a business. That's an important factor. But I just want to point that out because I, I, th right. I think it's I think it's a truth. I think it's a truth that regardless of what it is, no matter how off the wall you might think it is, right, if there's something you do that's just so crazy and so out there, you're like, would anybody else like this? If you like it, if you love it, if it's your passion, I promise you, there's others who will also appreciate it. And then it becomes a marketing question whether or not, you know, if you want to actually put it out there as a business. So I just wanted to 
presence that. Exactly. Exactly. Yep. Great. Okay, Tom. So I guess we will talk the next time, man. Sounds great. Look forward to it. All right. We'll talk to you later. Take care, everybody. Bye.